0: This is the Movement of the Holy Family. Welcome to our daily rosary meditation. Let's begin in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.
1: Amen.
0: Let's call to mind all those we've promised to pray for. Now today we will be meditating on God's plan for human sexuality. So if you're listening with young children, I just want you to be aware. Genesis chapter 1 tells us God created man in the image of himself in the image of god he created him male and female he created them this means that in the complementarity of the sexes man and woman are made to live like god who is love so if we want to understand the love of man and woman then we need to understand the love of god 1st john chapter 4 tells us god is love but what does this mean In the Trinity, God the Father gives a total gift of Himself infinitely and eternally. This gift begets the Son. And since the Father holds nothing back in His giving, the Son becomes all that the Father is. God from God, light from light, true God from true God. The Son receives the gift of the Father and responds with the total gift of Himself back to the Father. And the love between the Father and the Son is so real that this mutual gift of self is another person, the Holy Spirit. The love of God is a free and total gift of self, a gift that results in a permanent union of the divine persons from which another divine person springs forth. Now, the opposite of love is not hate. It is use. And no one can find happiness by using another person or being used. In fact, we're all sick of it. So if we want to be happy, then we need to strive to make our human, marital, and sexual love imitate the love of God. This free and total gift of self that results in a permanent, indesirable union that is ordered to new life. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
1: Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory
0: be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit.
1: As it was in the beginning, as now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
0: Oh my Jesus.
1: Forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those most in need of thy mercy.
0: The Catechism in paragraph 1604 teaches us that God created marriage and family to be a reflection, an icon of his love. The meaning of marriage and family, then, as well as marital intercourse, is not based on a definition created by a government, nor by one's sexual preferences. The meaning of marriage and family and marital intercourse is determined by who God is. And God designed these things to be a living reflection of himself, an image of his everlasting love. So this means that when we say the words, I love you, in a romantic way, if we want those words to reflect God's love, then we must mean that we want to give a free and total gift of ourselves to the other, to form a permanent, indissoluble union with them, and a union that's ordered to new life. And these three intentions reflect the love of the Trinity and These three intentions are expressed precisely during the marriage ceremony. The priest will ask the couple Have you come here freely and without reservation to give yourselves to each other in marriage? And will you love and honor each other as man and wife for the rest of your lives? And will you accept children lovingly from God and bring them up according to the law of Christ and his church? Do you see? how the love of the Trinity is expressed in the wedding vows? That's because marriage is designed by God to reflect not only the inner life of the Trinity, but His love in the world. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
1: Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses
0: the Holy Spirit,
1: as it was in the beginning, as now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O
0: my Jesus,
1: forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those most in need of thy mercy.
0: St. John Paul II taught the God-given meaning of marital intercourse in a series we call The Theology of the Body. And there he explained that God designed not only marriage to be a living reflection of the love of the Trinity, but that God also designed sex to be the body language that expresses the love of the Trinity. Therefore, to have marital intercourse is to speak the language of God's love with our bodies. In marital relations, we are saying with our bodies, I am giving a free and total gift of myself to you, and I am giving a permanent, indissoluble gift as well, and this gift is ordered to new life. This is the God-given meaning of sex, and the only proper place that a man and a woman can have sex, and for it to be truthful, is in marriage. Once they've already given themselves to each other freely, and totally, and permanently, and for the purpose of of bringing into the world new life. Only then can sexual intercourse honestly speak the truth because it's only in that relationship, that permanent, indesirable relationship that they can express with their bodies. Yes, I'm giving myself to you freely, totally, and permanently, and in a way that's open to new life. So only in marriage will sexual intercourse speak the truth of love. Outside of it will be a lie. And it will be less than love, therefore it will be use. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. to the holy spirit
1: as it was in the beginning as now and ever shall be world without end amen oh my jesus forgive us our sins save us from the fires of hell lead all souls to heaven especially those most in need of thy mercy
0: so can we know what is right and wrong when it comes to marriage sex and the nature of the family well yes absolutely because god created marriage and marital intercourse to express his inner life and his love therefore all the moral questions surrounding love marriage and sex are answered based on who god is and god is a free and total gift of self a permanent and indesirable gift and a gift of self that is ordered to new life therefore if marriage and marital intercourse are to reflect the love of god then they too must be a free and total gift of self because that is how god loves and marriage and marital intercourse must express a permanent, indissoluble union of persons, because this is how God loves. And marriage, as well as each and every act of intercourse, must be ordered to new life, since when God loves, it's directed to new life. Therefore, all marital and sexual morality comes down to this question. Does this thought or action reflect God's love? In other words, is it a free and total gift of self? Does it express the permanent, exclusive union of spouses? And is it a gift of self ordered to new life? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
1: Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory
0: be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit.
1: As it was in the beginning, as now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Oh my Jesus. Forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those most in need of thy mercy.
0: Since the love of God is a free and total gift of self that forms a permanent, exclusive union of persons and is a gift of self-ordered to new life, then it's easy to see that fornication, adultery, and masturbation are not a total gift of self to another person that expresses a permanent indesirable union. Therefore, these do not reflect God's love. They are use. And divorce does not reflect a permanent unbreakable union. Therefore, it doesn't mirror God's love. This is why divorce is a grave offense against the love of God. And contraception is not a total gift of self, since one, one's fertility is held back. And because it's not a total gift, therefore, it diminishes the union, and it's not ordered to new life. Thus, contraception also does not echo God's love. Furthermore, direct sterilization, in vitro fertilization, artificial insemination, and same-sex unions— Do not imitate the love of the Trinity. Jesus and the Church condemn all these actions precisely because they fail to give enough. They are not loving enough. They all fall short of the love of God. And the opposite of love is use. And we will never reach the happiness we long for by using and discarding one another. But to love like God. Now that is what truly satisfies. And if you have further questions, you can find all of this in the Catechism in paragraphs 2350 through 2400. But let me suggest a resolution. All of this is based on the law of the gift that God gives of himself totally. And we are called to love the same way. So as we examine our lives, in what ways are we holding back from a total gift of self to our spouse, to our kids, to our loved ones, let the Holy Spirit inspire you during this decade and then take some concrete steps to be a more generous lover today. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
1: Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation.
0: Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit.
1: As it was in the beginning, as now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus. Forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those most in need of thy mercy.
0: Saint Michael the Archangel, defend defend us us in battle. Be Be our our protection protection against against the wickedness and snares of the devil. devil. May May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, thou, O Prince prince of the Heavenly Hosts,